Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plus Three Podcast of Nerdiness. I'm Evan. I'm Derek. And I'm Ryan. And we're back to give you another episode about all things nerdy. So we've got another fun episode today. We're going to get into the holiday spirit, and our discussion topic is going to be about some good gifts for for nerds. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I guess, if you're if you're buying for a nerd, we'll have some good suggestions. And if you consider yourself to be a nerdy person, we've got some things that you might want to put on your list. So we're excited to go through some of those. Uh, before we dive into any of that, though, I just want to say thank you to everyone who entered into our giveaway. Uh, we got some really good suggestions through the uh, through the question. We're really excited to explore some of those topics, and we'll get into those probably in the new year. So we're really excited to, to look into some of those, and there were some really great ones. Uh, we are going to be announcing the winner of the giveaway towards the end of the episode so stay tuned for that so let's go ahead and just dive into our updates Derek what have you been up to since the last episode yeah I, I've been up to a little bit of this and a little bit of that uh, over Thanksgiving I taught my mom and sister how to play Century Golem Edition which we've covered that at length so I'm not going to talk about that anymore but they really seem to enjoy it so it's always nice when I can teach my family a new game and and it, there's always they're always hesitant at first, but normally they end up loving the game and then they want to keep playing and playing. So that went really well. Um, I finished uh, Baron and Luthien by um, uh, Tolkien and, uh, you know, really liked it. Uh, it's for me, it didn't hit home as much as Children of Huron. I think that was the more solid uh, tale. I mean, it's more of an adventurous tale. This is more of a short story of, of romance um and then i started reading uh the mortal engines by philip reeve uh that might sound familiar to some of you there's a um new movie directed by uh phil jackson and um uh not phil jackson wow peter jackson <laughs> and uh <laughs> wow wow yeah he's going he's he's retired from coaching the lakers and the bulls and uh now he's going to start directing movies he's, yeah no <laughs> no the natural progression yeah exactly yeah. exactly that no, la he, life got to him <laughs> <laughs> no, the mortal engines which is directed by peter jackson um it, it's a book or a book series uh there's five books it's definitely young adults uh but I'm, I'm really enjoying it uh it's the the premise is we're way we're centuries in the future and um, all of these cities are now um, mobile. They're, they're these giant moving cities on these kind of like tank tracks. And they hunt the land and they try to capture and consume all these smaller cities that they use for fuel and resources and everything. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty neat premise. It's kind of dystopian and I, I like it, but I'm not very far into it. I'll, uh, I'll give a report when I'm, when I'm all done with that. Um, I'm plugging away at Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, I kind of taking my time. I know we have a friend that's already uh, beaten the Elite Four. He's got all the all the legendary Pokemon and everything. But I'm only, I think, three badges in. I think I just finished Vermilion City. Uh, I'm really, really taking my time and just kind of taking it all in. 
Um, I also decided that I was going to use a team that I had of Pokemon that I'd never used before. And then I just ended up with Pikachu, the three starters, Gyarados and Kadabra, like I always do. Classic. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, there's no way somebody's going to give me a Bulbasaur and then I'm just going to leave it home. Like I'm going <laughs> like I'm, every time I'm going to use the Bulbasaur. Um, I went out and along the Pokemon line, uh, I went out and played some Pokemon Go today uh, for Community Day, where they brought back all the previous Pokemon that they've done for Community Day. And I finally got a shiny Charmander. And so for those of you that don't know, uh, in the main Pokemon games, there were um, it's called a shiny version of the Pokemon. And it's it's incredibly rare to get one. Um, and it's just the the coloration on them is a, is a little different. Some of them are are very different, and some of them are you can't you can't barely tell that it's shiny. But Pokemon Go introduced shinies into the game, and they're a lot more common uh, than in the main Pokemon series, but still kind of rare. And so I finally got my shiny Charmander, and if you evolve him, you get a black Charizard. So that's pretty cool. And Evan, I know you got one of those today too. So we were both pretty excited about that, Ryan. Didn't have as much luck, but I think you yeah. got you got a couple shinies, didn't you, Ryan? I did get a couple shinies. I was actually, it's funny, I was complaining to you guys that I didn't see a single shiny, I didn't see a single Larvitar, and those were the two things that I was looking for on Community Day. And I was threatening Pogo with quitting the game. And then through sheer providence, I get a shiny Larvitar. So yeah, it's it crazy. It's crazy how the developers can hear those complaints. I know, right. Instantly. It's like when we're when we're looking for a game uh, in Overwatch when we're queuing and then we're, we complain about it and we instantly get a game. It's it's like they know. They, mm -hmm. they, they do know. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I played uh, today. I played some uh, solo uh, "Welcome to Your Perfect Home," which, of course, I've talked about before. It's the roll and write game with no dice. Uh, every time I play this game, I I like it more and more, and I think it's just because I'm getting better at it too. I I hit a score of 105 today, which my is my personal best. So I was feeling pretty good about that. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's another one that will be on this extensive uh, have to play list when we. Uh, meet up over Christmas break. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Um, Ryan, what have you been doing? I, um, like it, you had already mentioned, I played a little bit of Pokemon go. Um, I also, uh, started playing red dead redemption two, which I got as an early anniversary present for my wonderful wife. And I've, it, it's a really fun game. It's a pretty mainstream game. I'm not going to go into too many of the details, but it's, I love the concept of the wild west, but it's, GTA. So it's, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the next thing I'm going to start reading, I'm just finishing up um, the first Law series. Um, the next series I'm going to start is the Wool series by Hugh Howey. And what that is, is it's, uh, it takes place, at, it's about a colony of people that have only lived underground, or so they think. And so it's, it's a story of these people and whether they not they have or have not only been underground. Um, and then, uh, let's see here, Daredevil. I have some news coming up about Daredevil, um, but I've been watching Daredevil with my wife. Um, we're just about done with the third season, and there's a little more to come on that in the news section. Um, Evan, what have you been up to since our last update? Yeah, so I have not done nearly as much as I did last time, um, <laughs> just, which is fine. But and anyway, I... Uh, so I'm not quite as good about my reading as you guys are, but 
I am finally getting back to the Fellowship of the Ring. I know a few episodes ago I mentioned that I was going through those, and then I feel like I probably took like a month off where I didn't read very much of it. So I've been hitting that again pretty hard the last couple of nights, basically. And uh, I just got to the end of like the first book. You know how each of the trilogy is actually two books. So anyway, I'm about to get to the point where they get to uh, Rivendell and all that stuff. So uh, really enjoying it still. I'm excited to finish the fellowship and get into the books that I actually haven't read. Um, but yeah, I'm really liking it. I, I, again, I think just, I don't know if it's my age or different perspective, but I, I just really like it a lot more this time around than when I was trying to read them back in middle school and high school. Yeah. So, I really want to go back and, and read those. I've also been thinking lately, I want to go back and read Harry Potter again too. Oh, yeah. I just, I haven't, I haven't read those since they first came out. And I just think again, like that different perspective on it. I think I would enjoy yeah, it a lot more too. I, yeah, I would agree. I kind of had a, a hankering to reread Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, and those are a much easier read than Lord of the Rings too. So you For can sure. kind of yeah, fly through them. <laughs> yeah, I I read all those last year actually. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I go back every once every I don't know three or four years and read those again. It was one of my favorite series. So yeah, it's good to reread. Um, yeah, so that's uh that's my book update. Uh, other than that. I haven't played a lot of games. I've gotten in a few games of Keyforge, which I'm still loving a lot. I've played a few online. Uh, there's a there's an online site you can actually go and play. It's I think it's like the Crucible dot online. Um, if you go to the Keyforge Reddit, they have a link for it, and I I recommend that if you're looking to play it. It's uh, it's got some stuff automated, so sometimes it's a little weird because you don't exactly know what happened, but they have a whole game log on one side that tells you what's going on, so it works pretty well. I've played a couple games on there, and then I taught a friend last night how to play, and we played a game. So I'm, I'm hoping that he liked it so that we'll uh, get to play a few more. And then also, I'm hoping to get involved into with a group of people. My, uh, my wife, her office has some people that are pretty into games, so she sent out an email and was just gauging interest in Keyforge and said, like, my husband really likes this game and is wondering if anybody there likes to play, and I've got a few contacts through that, so I'm hoping to get plugged in with some people. That's that, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I was really, I was very grateful that she did that. I, I think her, her motives were mostly out of kindness, but a little bit out of selfishness, so I wouldn't ask her to play all the time, but... <laughs> Uh, no, uh, she... and, yeah, I guess I, I forgot to mention that I, I played Keyforge over lunch again with uh, with my coworker, and I took my first loss. Oh, shoot. So oh, no. I'll, I'll get you next time, Sam. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm pretty happy. Uh, Sam jumped into Keyforge with me, and he's actually bought more decks than I have now. <laughs> nice. So it's it's pretty good. I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah, I, I just can't say enough about how much I like this game. If you have any interest in card games at all, check this one out. Yeah, I need to buy some decks. Yes. Good luck that. finding them. <laughs> they yeah. are sold out everywhere. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know what they're like down here for, for my local stores. I'll have to check. But uh, anyway. I can't find them around here. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, so the big thing for me right now is I'm I'm very much anticipating Super Smash Brothers. It comes out uh, the 7th, right? Friday. So Yeah, Friday. it's coming up. Uh so last night I actually pre-ordered the game. I'm I'm doing a digital copy of this one. I usually get a physical copy of Switch games, but I wanted this one digital, and I did the pre-download uh, last night. So midnight Friday morning, I guess technically I will be playing or as soon as they let me. And uh, <laughs> I also going to be a pro before we even get our hands on the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. Um, 
And so over this last two weeks, uh, I celebrated my birthday and one of my gifts from my mom was uh, some gift cards to Best Buy. So with that, I bought a GameCube controller. They're like re-releasing GameCube controllers for Smash. And so I bought uh, I bought a wired one, which I, I guess the official Nintendo ones, that's all they offer is a wired one. And it's even got the old GameCube hookup. And then with the uh, with the rest of the gift card money, I bought an adapter, which you can do GameCube controllers to USB so you can hook it up to your Switch. Uh, so that's one option for doing GameCube controllers that I'm going down. And Derek, I believe you're going down a different path. So uh, you want to mention what that is? Yeah. So I actually bought a wireless adapter uh, for the Switch. Um, so it's by a company called 8-Bit Do. And they make a lot of like uh, old Super Nintendo controllers uh, with wireless components in them and NES controllers and everything. So this is just like a, a little adapter um, that it it, uh, it has Bluetooth and hooks up to your Switch just like a, a Joy-Con would. But on the end of it, it has a plug for your old original GameCube controllers, which I have 10 of sitting in my garage. So I can plug into this and, and play wirelessly, which is awesome for me because I want to be able to use my GameCube controller, but I also it, almost exclusively play my Switch in handheld mode, which there's no USB port on the Switch. So it, uh, a wired controller, a, you know, Nintendo selling these new wired controllers wasn't really an option for me. So this is perfect. It was $20. It's on Amazon Prime, and I think I should have it on release day as well. So kind of a you know home run for me um it, it's going to be great the, the one drawback is if you wanted to play with multiple gamecube controllers you would have to have an adapter for each controller but i'll primarily be playing this solo at home uh, and playing online with you guys so it's mm. it's not too big of a deal for me yeah i think i might eventually get one of those the other option i was looking at is there's another company in fact i think i mentioned them uh in a previous episode, Power A is making a wireless GameCube controller. Um, those are like 50 bucks. So I feel like since I already have the wired controllers, it just makes more sense for me to get one of these wireless adapters. So uh, I think if, if it gets Derek's thumbs up, I'll probably go ahead and order one eventually. Um, so then finally, uh, we played another session of Adventures of Middle Earth a couple nights ago. And I think all of us just really, really had a lot of fun. We we're we were just really nerding out over it. Uh, JJ, our DM, was doing again an excellent job. He was mixing in some of the the music from the movies, and it was uh, like it was getting to us, man. It was. It got you yeah. right in the feels. Yeah, I yeah. think Og said yeah. he teared up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just it's really fun. I mean, if if you're looking for a an RPG and for whatever reason D and D is not your thing, the, this one's a great one. It's I mean the setting is is familiar to anybody that is a Lord of the Rings fan and it's, it's very fun. So we're enjoying that a lot. And there's also some cool different rules that just put a little twist on it that I don't know, kind of refresh it for me. So I like it. Yeah. Like the, there, there's different rules for leading a, a, a quest or a journey mm-hmm. or having an audience with, you know, someone yeah. of import, uh, like, you know, someone important in a town and, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's very thematic the way they do it. it it's yeah. very cool. I think that, yeah, this, this, system just oozes theme yeah it's very well done so uh that's pretty much all i've been up to i mean i 
I'm kind of in between periods right now where I was really looking forward to the Keyforge release and that happened and I loved it. And now my next big thing I'm waiting for is a Smash release. So that's coming up and I'm really excited for it. So that's my update and I think we're ready to go over some news. So I'm going to throw it to Derek to lead us into that. Yeah. All right. Well, first we've got kind of some unsettling news from Cool Mini or Not or Simon, as you've heard us refer to them. Um, their stock prices are just are tumbling. Uh, they've reported losses of 4.1 million for the last uh, calendar year. Um, it, it's a little unsettling. The company they they blame the losses mainly on decreasing Kickstarter revenue and increased convention costs. So their their convention presence is huge. Like they're they're probably behind behind Fantasy Flight are probably the second biggest you know uh, presence at at most conventions, Gen Con included. Um, that's where where you know we've seen them um, big time. But their revenues fallen thirty two percent. They they said that their most recent Kickstarters haven't done as well, which I believe. Um, I think people are kind of getting burnt out of the, you know here's this game with a million amazing minis, but it's going to cost you $150. And mm-hmm. I think people are looking for, they're just looking for a cheaper solution. And, and maybe these games are a little overproduced for the market right now. I think at first everybody was so enamored with it. I mean, I backed rising sun and I backed a song of ice and fire. Um, and don't get me wrong, the incredible games, incredible production value, but I can't justify, I mean, I have to really be sure on a game. I can't justify spending $125, $150 on a game that I'm, you know, lukewarm on. And I think that's what they're running into. I think uh, between Zombicide and Arcadia Quest, people are just saturated with that market because they've run, you know, 20 Kickstarters for each of those uh, series. But hopefully they can bounce back because they are kind of a, a giant in, in our industry and uh i know i i don't i hope they can they can bounce back from this because uh it's a little scary um in better news uh uh, stonemeyer games and jamie stegmeyer have announced a new game called wingspan um they're being kind of uh hush hush on it they're just releasing little snippets they're they're uh releasing weekly updates on their facebook group uh, but it's called Wingspan. He said, you know, if you enjoy terraforming Mars and gizmos, uh, it'll be kind of along those lines, which gets me really excited because those are both fantastic games. Uh, looking at some of the components, it's going to be a bird-themed game. Uh, there's a big, like, sparrow on the, the cover art. Um, you've got dice with, like, fish and worms and mice on it and berries, so it looks like you're going to be gathering resources. You've got some bird egg uh pieces you've got a big uh there's a dice tower that's shaped like a birdhouse i mean it just it looks really really thematic and st- i'll buy anything from stonemeyer so i the pre-orders start on january 2nd and i will probably be pre-ordering this game um it i mean they they haven't put out a bad game yet so are you have you guys looked at this game at all do you, do you are you excited about this i have not looked at it but i can tell you i'm not excited about the theme I oh, don't come on. It's birds. I don't, I don't like birds that much. <laughs> I just don't. I, they're not my jam. I don't know. I mean, Stonemeyer makes great games, but if you're going to give me Wingspan or Scythe, I'm going to play Scythe 10 out of 10. That's, that's, that's my stance. What if the mechanics knock it out of the park, though? You don't have, you have no idea. 
It might, but I don't like birds. <laughs> this is some quality podcasting right yeah. here. Well, I, I think that's I don't fair, like though. Birds. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I might kind of be in the same boat as Ryan. I, I guess I'll wait and see. And I, I will say that if the mechanics are good, then whatever. Like, I for me, I don't know that theme makes or breaks a game a lot of times. So we'll see what it is. I, I guess my hesitation might be. Uh, he says it's like terraforming Mars and Gizmos, which are both games that I like, but those are both like they're both engine builders and. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they're going to make another engine builder, why wouldn't I just play Terraforming Mars? You know? So yeah. we'll see what makes I mean, it different. With, yeah. My thing is with Stonemeyer's track record, I mean, they're always innovating. So yeah, it might yeah. be in the vein of Terraforming Mars and Gizmos, but you got to look at their, their track record, Viticulture, Euphoria, Scythe. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys don't miss. Uh, and so, yeah, maybe, I, I mean, I can see that Ryan, the bird hater, uh don't like don't like birds whatever (laughs) but i mean it's going to be a midweight and it says it's going to be a competitive medium weight card driven engine building board game that's what we got so i i i'm probably going to pick this up i mean we'll see if i if i pre-order if i wait till some reviews roll in but like i said they haven't led me astray yet I own a lot of Stonemeyer games, and I'll probably be be in on this and i like birds so (laughs) take that ryan (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you like birds. This is probably a game I could get my mom to play with me because she loves birds too. Although my wife doesn't really care for birds. So mm. we might see how this goes. I don't know. I don't know. But all right. So that is Wingspan from Stonemeyer Games. Um, next, we have a new game from WizKids called Smash City. Uh, so Smash City um, you're going to be playing as like a, a kaiju monster, which uh, or would be like Godzilla, Mothra, uh, you know, that, that style of, uh, of monsters. And each player will play as a monster and they will be represented by a large foam dice. Um, now your board is going to have a bunch of like cardboard buildings set up and you're going to roll your dice as if it were your monster ro- like rampaging through the city and you're trying to knock down buildings and knock other players off the board and this looks like king of tokyo but if you got to actually like destroy a city and like knock stuff down and that's really that sounds really fun to me i don't know what do you guys think do you think it's stupid do you think it sounds kind of fun i think it looks fun i i had just seen it here you know, shortly before we started the, the uh, recording. So I haven't had a lot of time to look into it, but just like when I pulled up the picture, it looks really fun and the theme sounds cool. Uh, I give it a try for sure. Yeah. I I would also absolutely give it a try playing as monsters. Sounds kind of fun and there's large dice. So it looks like a hit. Right. And like, it looks like there's a, there's a giant lobster. There's a giant shark. Mm. Uh, I mean, you got your Godzilla type. There's a yeah. It uh, it looks pretty pretty cool. And it, I mean, if it's any good, I mean, I would I would want every time I would pick knocking buildings over to playing King of Tokyo. So yeah. I mean, yeah. that, this could replace King of Tokyo for me. Uh, but yeah, it uh, it releases in March 2019. So not not too far away. But we'll we'll definitely keep updated on this one and let you guys know uh, what's happening with it. Uh, finally, in some um, very sad news, uh, I'm going to turn this over to Ryan. 
Yeah, this is a very somber update. Um, I was reading, uh, my wife sent this to me, that Daredevil is going to be canceled after three seasons on Netflix. And I'm, I'm torn about what I think the decision is behind this. I don't know if it's, it's Netflix saying that we're done or if it's Disney saying we're not going to give you the rights to produce any more shows and that we're going to carry this over to our streaming service. I'm really hoping that Disney carries this over because I, I mean, the, the first season was great. I don't know what you guys thought. The second season was, was slower, I thought. And then the third season so far, we ha I haven't finished, but I think it's really knocked it out of the park. Um, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on the first two seasons? I know I don't think you guys have started this one yet. but Absolutely love the first two seasons. And I would say uh, as soon as I heard this, uh, about nine, I'm about 90% sure this is Disney uh, bringing everybody back into the stable. And I don't, I think we're going to see Daredevil continued on the Disney streaming service. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we saw Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and now Daredevil get canceled. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Jessica Jones season three is in development already, but I'm not sure on that. And if it is, I'm sure they would release it and then cancel that as well. Yeah, that um, would be that would so be my guess as well. That, that. That's what I think. I, I'm not getting too worked up about it yet. I haven't watched season three, obviously, but uh, I, I love I love the first two seasons. But I'm not getting too worried about it because I don't I, I think I think it's been really, really good. And I don't think Disney would just throw that away. So I, we'll I wouldn't imagine they would either, um, but it makes me think that I'll probably be getting the Disney streaming service and might be <laughs> Netflix might be a seasonal subscription instead of a permanent subscription for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've actually been watching a lot more Netflix lately. I just, um, I just finished American Vandal season one, which is so good. It's so good. And, and I just saw la <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last, last kingdom uh, season three just went up. So I'm going to have to check that out, but um, Netflix, they, yeah. No, they've, they've got good it's, stuff. It's just it's just summertime and, and springtime. Like, I don't watch a ton of shows, so I don't, you know, I can go without watching The Office reruns. Can you? I mean, no, but I can find a replacement. <laughs> they, they might be up on Hulu. I don't know. <laughs> Parks and Rec is on both. I know that very well. Yes. All right. Well, I think that will do it for our news segment. Um, now I'm going to throw it over to Evan and we're going to talk about uh, our holiday gift guide. Yeah. So like I said in the beginning, we are just going to go through, I guess it's probably, I mean, more or less our list of things that we would like, but we're assuming if you're listening to this, you probably have a similar uh, similar interest. So just some suggestions, I guess. Or again, like I said, if you're shopping for somebody that would like this kind of stuff, just some stuff that that we're looking at. So we're going to break this out roughly into categories. And the first category we're going to talk about are stocking stuffers. So, you know, obviously just cheap little things that you can put into a stocking or whatever. So I'm going to start us off with that. And su su surprise, surprise, my pick for a good st stocking stuffer is a Keyforge deck. I mean, come on, it's $10. It's a little <laughs> deck of cards. It's perfect. It is so perfect for a stocking stuffer. And yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, since you need two decks to play, you could give the person two, then you're still only out 20 bucks. Or if you have two people that, you know, would be playing together, give them each one. Uh, again, if you're asking for a stocking suffer, this is, this is the perfect one. So, uh, that's, that's my pick for a stocking stuffer. Definitely agree with that. Very, very good pick. It is uh, a good pick. 
I'm going to throw out uh, some uh, some pop figures here. Now, I'm sure everybody knows what a pop figure is. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm, I know you guys know this about me, but I have what's called acquisition disorder. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not a real disorder. Don't worry. It's just a thing where I see a thing and I need all the things of that thing. So <laughs> pop figures, they have pretty much any, any, uh, nerddom that you could think of. There are pop figures for it. There are star Wars, there are Marvel. Uh, there's my current obsession, which is the overwatch pop figures. I'm trying mm-hmm. to collect all of the overwatch characters. Um, I mean, they have Lord of the Rings ones. That's that's my suggestion for for a stocking stuffer. Is there is a new Legolas uh, pop figure? So, Sid, if you're listening, that's what I want in my stocking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, pop figures. They'll run you about anywhere from eight dollars to twelve dollars. They're pretty inexpensive, um, but yeah, they're really well made. Um, and along the lines of having acquisition disorder, uh, Nintendo Amiibos are also a great stocking stuffer. These are Small fi- smaller figurines than a pop figure would be that are made by Nintendo and will run about $13. So these are really cool just to, you know, to have on your shelf or on your desk at work. Um, but they also have a functional, um, they have some function to them. Uh, you can, there's, there's a reader on the Switch or on the Wii U um, that you, they will give you in-game benefits or, or extra content if you scan uh, the Amiibo. There's a little chip on the bottom of all of them. Um, they're really neat, uh, with smash coming out, there's some pretty cool stuff they're doing with the smash amiibos. Mm -hmm. So now, um, just like Pokemon, I have to collect them all. And, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, amiibos. Um, Ryan, what's next on the list? Um, next on the list is a fun little game or so I've been told called love letter. Um, it's a game, it's a very quick, quick playing game. Um, there's many different themes, um, I might let Derek explain the game itself, but I can tell you that I didn't have the greatest of time playing this game when we first started, and I'll let Derek maybe explain why. Stop. This Love Letter is a great <laughs> game. Uh, it is a really it, fun it's, game. It's the simplest game you'll ever you'll ever find, and it's great to just play at the bar, at a restaurant. Just It takes five minutes to play a round, not even. Some rounds can take two minutes. Essentially, you... Uh, you have one card in your hand, and on your turn, you draw one card and you play one card. And all of the cards have different things on them. Like it would say, uh, if Ryan and I were playing, it would say guess. And like if I played a, a one, a card with a one on it, it would say guess uh, what card your opponent's holding. And if I say Ryan's holding a three and he's holding a three, he's out. And then I've won the round. Um, there's just different mechanics to every single card and you're just trying to either knock your opponents out and survive longer or if everybody survives until I think the I think there's like 10 cards in the deck if everybody survives until all the cards have been played then you each reveal the card in your hand whoever has the highest card wins the round so you play till somebody's won like five rounds or you just play to play because it's a super fun game and I can't tell you how many times we've broken this out at the bar and just you know at Gen Con every night we were playing Love Letter at all the restaurants yeah. you know it's it's <laughs> I, I like it do you remember Evan. what happened there, Derek? With one uh, time we played. No, I don't. I, what happened, Evan? It was you and me, and what? There's two other people or three other people. Sean was playing. I know. Yeah, and uh, I, we were playing first of four, I believe, and I won three rounds in a row. And yeah. then 
we played until everybody i didn't win again and everybody <laughs> got to three wins so i lost the next i would need what nine games and then i can't yeah. remember i can't remember if i actually ended up winning the last one i don't think i did so i was all <laughs> excited because i won three in a row and then i lost well i guess 10 straight or whatever it would be so it was i kind of i can see your frustration ryan but it is it's fun it's quick it's you can the nice thing about it is you can kind of have a conversation while you're doing it too it doesn't take a lot of yeah. brain power so uh, i guess definitely... i forgot to mention i forgot to mention why ryan hated it the first time i introduced ryan to love letter i think the first two or three rounds he got knocked out on the first card yeah so the, the first card i spent the first five to six minutes of that game just sitting there with so was my instant. thoughts watching everyone else play he was instantly salty, and this probably has something to do why, with why he doesn't like birds either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of themes, I think the version that I played, I don't know if Derek has multiple at this point, but it was Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It was The Hobbit. The Hobbit, actually. The yeah. Hobbit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> no, and there are a bunch of versions. The original version is like, it, it, it's called Love Letter, right? And it was all these different... Uh, I don't remember if it was princes or princesses writing love letters, you know, trying to win the 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 princess. Uh, um, but then there's a Batman version, there's an Archer version, there's an Adventure Time version. And basically, anything you could think of, there's a love letter for it, and they all tweak the rules just a little bit uh, enough to be different. But yeah, love letter is a great game, and that's cheap. I think that's like ten dollars on Amazon, so mm. pretty good stocking stuffer. Yeah, and uh, I think I think Evan has one last stocking stuffer for us. Oh no, I've got one too, but you I'll let do. Evan go first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go first. Mine's a classic. Uh, just a nice set of dice, uh, like a D and D set of dice. I think that makes a great stocking stuffer. You can get the little, you know, cube, I guess, containers or whatever they that shape would be that has the seven dice in them. And especially if it, you know, if you or somebody that likes D and D set of dice is always nice to have um they make all kinds you know if you if you want to go somewhat cheap uh, you can get like five to ten dollar sets probably even cheaper than that but there's also if you want to go a little more expensive they make some nice like metal ones or whatever and i don't know i mean i have maybe 10 sets of dice here and i don't you know it's just nice to have if i'm going to play with somebody else or if i want to switch it up if you're superstitious you you can pick your favorite one before you play you know whatever so Set of dice is, is a good choice. Uh, Derek, yeah, what is your you last have, one? Well, oh, I go ahead. Say a, a set of dice is great unless you have acquisition disorder mm. and you have like 100 <laughs> sets of dice. But, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> my last stocking stuffer uh, is a little game called Happy Salmon. Uh, you can pick this one up for $12 on Amazon. I picked it up at my uh, friendly local game store on Black Friday, and I'm pretty pumped to... Uh, break this out at the next uh, gathering. Um, it's a little party game. You all, uh, everyone's standing around a table uh, and you all have a, a stack of cards face up. And each card will say a different thing that you have to do, like high five, fist bump, switcheroo. Um, and so once the game starts, it's all done in real time. And you're trying to find somebody else around the table who also has the same card face up. And you have to do that, um, whatever it says on the card, with that other person. So if it says high five, you have to high five, and then you flip to the next card. If it says switcheroo, you have to run around the table and switch places at the table. If it says happy salmon, you have to uh, make a salmon tail with that other person. Uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. Everybody's running around yelling. 
um, maybe we will uh, get a nice video of us playing this over Christmas break oh, and uh, put that up on Facebook please. or something. Uh, I think that would be pretty good. But yeah, that's that's Happy Salmon. Uh, and now I think we're going to move on to our board game section. Ryan, you want to do the first one? Yeah, I'll do the first one. And I, I think we're going with board games. It's kind of a, a middle of the road uh, cost items is kind of what we're shooting for here. Um, and the first one I have is Azul. Um, it's about $30 on Amazon, and I think right now Target has it on sale at about the same price if you're anti-Amazon. I don't know. Some people are that way. I get it. Um, but it, what it is, is the, I think we've gone over this game, actually, but you're, uh, you are a tile-laying artist, and you, it's, I love it because of the Moorish art. I think it's a really beautiful art style, and it makes some really neat designs while you're playing this game. And Derek, before we started today, actually just told me about, I don't know if it's an expansion or an entirely uh, standalone game, if you want to expand on that for us. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new game. It's called Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. And it's out now. Um, it's kind of, it, it feels very similar to Azul, but everything, you're, instead of um, making a mosaic tile with tiles, you are making a stained glass window. So in Azul, everything is done in horizontal patterns that are sliding over, or horizontal uh, rows that are sliding over. In stained glass, you're, you're working with vertical co uh, columns, and there are a couple more uh, mechanics that I haven't really dug into. Um, but everything I've heard, people are, are kind of liking stained the stained glass version a little bit more. There's a little bit more meat to it than there is to Azul. Uh, but I, I mean, they're both great games. Uh, stained glass is running, I think, like 28, 30 bucks on Amazon also. So either version, you know, pick it up. Azul won game of the year last year. So it's a great game. I, I own it. It's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, so moving on, uh, another good board game that is going to run you in that kind of middle middle ground price range is Formula D. So Formula D is a racing game, and uh, the uh, the base game. There's a couple different modes actually, and I've I've only played um, I've only played one of the variations. But I, when you buy the game, it actually comes with a different a couple different variations. There's like a classic um formula car racing and then there's also like the flip side of the board is like a street car racing and the street car racers all have different abilities and stuff so uh there's a couple different options just in the box alone and it's it's kind of just a fun one to uh there's a lot of dice rolling involved and you know there's some strategy for sure but it's it's a fun one just to break out and play and it's not overly heavy or anything so uh yeah, it's a good one that, especially if you have somebody that would enjoy that theme, I think it's it's got a pretty cool formula racing theme. And the um, the track is actually modeled after one of the famous tracks. I can't remember offhand which one it is, but uh, racing fans would recognize it for sure. So uh, that's Formula D. It's going to run you about $35 on Amazon. Cool. All right. Well, the next game on, on the list is uh, Flick 'em Up. Uh, which is a nice little uh, Western-themed game uh, where you have the, the uh, sheriffs and the outlaws. And this is a flicking game. This is a dexterity game. So you set up your little scene with you know, the saloon and, and the, you know, the old Western scene, and there's cactuses in there, cacti in the way. And you've got all of your little meeples sitting around on the table. And you take these little discs that are representing bullets, 
and you're flicking them at the opponent's meeples and trying to <laughs> knock them down, <laughs> right? It's, it's super cool. Uh, I ha- I've never actually played this, but I've seen it played so many times. Um, I actually picked this up for my cousins for Christmas last year, and they had a blast with it. Uh, so flick them up. It's, it looks like a great family game. It's only 23 bucks on Amazon. Uh, there's a wooden version that runs, uh, about $50, but the plastic version is only 23 bucks. Uh, I mean, it's, it's worth a chance for 23 bucks. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, next let's see, uh, Evan, I think, uh, you want to talk about Carcassonne? Yeah, so Carcassonne, I think we've talked about it before even in our Gateway Games episode, but uh, Carcassonne is a is a great game for uh, like a somewhat on the light to medium range scale, I guess. Like if you're going to go by the Board Game Geek uh, 1 to 5, it's probably in the 2-ish range. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, um, this is a – it's pretty cheap. It's around $18 on Amazon, and I think – think for the most part any version that you buy nowadays is going to come with the river expansion and the what's the other one the abbey i uh, believe monastery or, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and a lot of people consider those to be essential expansions especially the river um, i would tend to agree they they add a little bit to the game not so much that it's overwhelming and different but enough to to uh make it a little deeper um so i love this game it's a tile placement game you're working um I mean, it's a competitive game where you're trying to gather the most points, but you're still building, you're working with the other players to build like a landscape and you're building cities in that landscape and you're building farmland and roads and all this stuff. So it's a really fun one. It's simple to break out and and play with. Uh, I think I've played this one with my family and and they enjoyed it. So um, yeah, Yeah. it's a good one. And this is a classic. I mean, if you haven't played Carcassonne, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a great gateway game to get people into gaming. I would put it along the lines of, you know, like like Ticket to Ride or or Catan. It's just it's kind of a pillar in the board game world, and I definitely recommend it. Um, next up, uh, we got a little bit of higher ticket here, higher ticket price here, but uh, this is my favorite game of all time, and that is Scythe. And it is about 54 bucks on Amazon. They were doing a Black Friday sale. It was down to $45, which is the cheapest I've ever seen it. Um, but I, I gushed about Scythe in the last episode, I think. So I won't talk about it much anymore, <laughs> but uh, highly recommend Scythe. And kind of along with that, um, I have I've upgraded my version of Scythe. Uh, and Evan, do you want to talk about uh, the last thing on our board game list here? Yeah, so... Um... A really good option if, if you know somebody has a game that they love, like Derek loves Scythe or I love Keyforge. Uh, so many of these games have some really cool upgrades that you can get for them. So I would definitely recommend that as an option if you're looking for something. Especially, I mean, it depends on how fancy you get with the upgrades. I know Derek, some of the Scythe ones get a little expensive, but um, I've been looking at some Keyforge tokens for like thirty-ish dollars that I would love to have, or some X-wing tokens. So there's a bunch of different options for. Um, for upgrades uh, a couple that that we like are um, there's a, a place called meeple source uh, there's another one called broken tower um, there's etsy and there's one called top shelf gamer which uh derek i believe you um that's one that you're interested in yeah so um one thing i will say right off the bat if you're going to bling out a game do it in steps don't do it all at once because you're going to spend way too much money right at once and <laughs> 
I, I just just I don't recommend it. Uh, but yeah, Top Shelf Gamer they um, they actually work pretty closely with Stonemeyer Games, who I love. Uh, and and they have a lot of upgrade packs. I bought a set of realistic resources for Scythe. So it's like instead of iron, like these are actual little like metal iron ingots instead of like a, a cube, you know, mm-hmm. or instead of wood, I have like little little stumps that, that are there or they have little oil drums to represent the oil. And, and so those are really cool. Um, I also got metal coins for Scythe. Um, I got, you know, I got an oversized board that barely fits on any table in existence. It's <laughs> insane. Um, they, they're also now selling metal mechs to replace your mechs for the Scythe game. Uh, yeah, it's just buying upgrades and blinging out a game is super fun, but don't, mm-hmm. don't go all in at once or your wallet will hate you. Uh, Ryan, you've had some luck with broken token, right? I have. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if they do anything beyond um, inserts, but that is what I've I've purchased from them. I have an insert for Gloomhaven, which is amazing. There's so many things in that game to organize, and it makes it very easy to get. And then another game that I like to play mostly by myself. I know Derek and I have played it together, and he not saying he wasn't a huge fan, but I don't think it was a home run. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a game I enjoy playing by myself, and my wife got me an insert for it last year. And it, it's, it's amazing to organize a game that has a lot of cards and you have to have a lot of dividers. Um, it, it makes it very easy to separate out. And then last, one other thing that I have here on the list is a D&D starter set. Um, and there is actually a starter set plus extras on Amazon for about 40 bucks. And I'm just going to look through here. There's a Dungeon Master screen. Um, it comes with a lot of pre-generated characters. Um, it comes with some paper figures for some of the monsters. Um, there's a grid map, um, and then it has six sets of dice. So if you missed out on getting dice for stocking stuffers, don't worry. You can have <laughs> plenty of dice with the st- starter set plus extras. Um, and, and Oh, go ahead, Derek. No, I mean, and if you don't want to spend 40 uh, I know that the actual, just the base starter set uh, runs about 20 bucks at Target, yeah, even has yeah. it. You know, if you, if you know somebody who's even a little bit interested in D&D and wants to give it a shot, the starter set is, is a great jumping off point. Or if you know uh, somebody who's who's playing consistently, there are some really good um, source books out there uh, for fifth edition that they keep putting out. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good options out there for D and D. Next, um, we're gonna kind of let's let's hop down to our miscellaneous section. We just got a couple books here we wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one that I put on the list um, is called Anything You Can Imagine. Uh, Peter Jackson and the the making of Middle Earth by Ian Nathan. Um, so this is a behind the scenes book uh, of how they made uh, Lord of the Rings with a lot of um, just little anecdotes and stories. Um, I, I read some excerpts from this and it looks just it's really fascinating. One of the ones that stuck with me was that they uh, when they were shooting Fellowship, one of their uh, locations was a uh, was an old minefield uh, in New Zealand, hmm. and they uh, <laughs> they had to clear a safe space, you know, with, and, and make sure everything was deactivated. Well, Viggo Mortensen, who played Aragorn, is riding his horse and goes like just blows through the boundary 
of where the save space is. And he's just, I, I think he was doing it for the shot. Like he was just trying to continue the shot, but he rode outside the safe space and Peter Jackson legitimately thought Viggo Mortensen was going to blow up and just be dead. And then he had no more movie. Like he was really, really like, he's like, I'm done. Like this movie's over with cause Viggo Mortensen's going to die and it's going to be like, it's done. And it's just, it's stuff like that, that, you know, it's so interesting and, and we all love Lord of the Rings, and mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to get kind of a, that that behind the scenes take on some of that stuff. Um, Evan, uh, we got a George R. R. Martin book coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, "Went." Oh no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. So George R. R. Martin, who is the author of A Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones, if you're more familiar with the TV show, has come up with a new book. It's called Fire and Blood, A Targaryen History. And this is kind of his equivalent to the Cimmerillion, um, where it's a somewhat of a history book. It takes place 300 years before the events of the uh, main series. And it primarily focuses on the Targaryens. And so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm kind of intrigued by this. I know Derek, you have the uh, what's the the um, the history book that you have? Oh, I, I can't remember. It's like it's like the city cities and castles of of Westeros or something like that. And it, yeah, sorry, I don't, it's really yeah, I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it's really cool. It's a coffee book table where you've got yeah. you know you got illustrations of all of the castles and places. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I I was really interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, the the guy, you know, George R. R. Martin for for his uh for all the frustration we have at him for not continuing the main series and getting that sixth book out, uh, the history of the the world that he's created is I mean it's just amazing. So I feel like this would be something I'd like to pick up and and dive a little bit more into that world and the the pre you know pre Game of Thrones or pre before the series takes place, there's really a lot of interesting stuff that takes place on Westeros, uh, like the Targaryens and their reign. And I mean, he's got it all fleshed out. And so I, I'm pretty interested in this one. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm pissed. He's three years behind on winds of winter. I'm pissed. He wrote this book, but am I going to read and devour this book? You bet your ass. I am. So, I mean, I, I'm going to read it. It's going to be great. I'm still going to be mad. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. it, it it's uh, I think the Targaryens will have a fascinating history. Um, and then I'm going to go off script here a little bit because uh, I didn't include a miscellaneous book. Um, I, the Magicians is a series I really want to mm. read and I think would be really fun. Uh, it's by Lev Grossman. And I would like to talk about it, but I know Derek loves it very much and I want to do it justice. So if Derek, if you want to explain one of your favorite series to us. It's... It, it's... The Magicians is if Harry Potter went to college and got a lot darker with like maybe some <laughs> drug use and a lot of murder. Um, but okay. it's still like it's still like tongue in cheek, very funny. Um, it, it's kind of like like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets Harry Potter meets like a little bit of like the scandalousness of Game of Thrones. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, <laughs> it's, no, it's really good. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's three books. If you're not really into the whole reading scene, uh, the, the, there's a TV show on sci-fi that is excellent. It really captures the, the dark humor 
that Grossman puts in. Um, it, it's really good. But yeah, The Magicians is a fun read. And Ryan, I have those books if you want to borrow them. So oh, thank you. Don't go, don't go buy them. <laughs> hmm. But I like collections. All right. I, I get that. I definitely get that. <laughs> All right. I think finally we should move on to kind of our uh, big ticket items. So these are things that, you know, we probably aren't going to go out and buy ourselves. But, uh, you know, if you got a, a rich uncle or something, just find <laughs> you a gift. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, the first thing I put on there is uh, the Lego Voltron set. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it is cool. So everybody, I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware with, of what Voltron is. Uh, it was an old uh, cartoon that uh, kind of kind of like Power Rangers, where they all formed up to make one big uh, mech, essentially. Uh, but they've got a new Lego set out that uh, it's huge. This thing is massive, and it all comes apart into the individual mechs. And it uh, will only cost you $180. So, you know. Oh, next reasonable. You, uh, yeah, next time you got 180 bucks lying around and you want to do a little Lego set, <laughs> Lego Voltron. Yeah. All right, Evan, what do you got? Uh, so for me, there's a. I guess this isn't one that I would want because I already own this, but it's a good one for people that don't, and that is a Nintendo Switch. And specifically, there are two really cool bundles that have come out for the Switch. Uh, the first one is the Pokemon Let's Go bundles which come with the game and these switches actually have different colored joy cons and then they have like a um different backing and things like that and the the dock also has a picture of both eevee and pikachu and then the joy cons are like brown and yellow to signify pikachu and eevee and it just looks really good all put together as a package and then like i said it of course comes with the game so this is um this is a great way to get started with the switch as we've mentioned the let's go games are fantastic especially for pokemon fans um so that would be a, a really good option uh then on the other side there's the uh the smash bundle which comes with super smash brothers ultimate pre-installed and i mean i don't know this game looks amazing it's got all of the old characters from super smash brothers it's got all the old stages it's got a bunch of new stuff i mean this game is going to be i think the name ultimate actually fits very well it's going to be the ultimate smash experience so be insane yeah so uh that's that's it for me i i guess i don't really know what those are running offhand um money wise but i i, I know a switch is 350, yeah, I, was yeah say, I think about three or 350 yeah, not that, that i have looked at them or anything yeah <laughs> ryan when are you going to take the leap here i don't know I don't know I how mean, many times we can talk about these damn Switch bundles before you finally just get annoyed enough to buy it. It'll happen eventually. I just don't know when. Mm. <laughs> I can't commit. To... Just waiting here. All right, so, uh, Ryan, you have a couple of board games that you want to talk about. Yeah, I, I have a not-so-serious update. It's mostly just a, a hint at Derek, a Star Wars Rebellion, if you want to be <laughs> my, my wealthy benefactor this holiday season. Um, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, if, if anyone is interested, I, I know I talked about it quite a bit last week. Uh, it's about 90 bucks on Amazon right now. I think 90 to 100 is usually where it's sitting. And then the, the serious game, the serious big ticket item is Gloomhaven. Um, if you have a, a group of people, I would say three or four people would be ideal uh, to play this game. It's a really fun. Uh, it's mostly a, a series of uh, 
dungeon diving. Um, and I know I've, I've talked about it quite a bit on a, an earlier pod, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's about $140 on Amazon right now. Uh, the broken token insert, I think, is about 60 or 70 bucks. My memory might not be serving me correct. Um, so again, if your rich, un- rich uncle's in town and he has a couple hundred bucks to drop, um, it'd be a good one to, to dive into. And there are upgrades galore for Gloomhaven. Oh, there's too. so many. You could spend upgrades. $1,000 on that game. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Um, which I think this game will be able to get in over break. I'm going to level a character for Evan so that way we can have a little a little fun playing that game. Nice. Oh, and Ryan, I figured out. I figured out what you can, uh, what I want in trade for Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, what's that? Uh, you can just go ahead and pre-order Wingspan from Stonemeyer Games. <laughs> oh, and, uh, oh Show okay. your true love of birds. So, okay, sounds work. good. All right, All right, done, done. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's all we've got for uh, list or uh, our holiday list. So, uh, hopefully. You got some good ideas there and we'd love to hear any ideas that you have or some some stuff that you're looking at or if you get some good gifts once the uh, holiday season is over let us know so uh, we'll probably i'm sure that will be in in one of our updates some of the cool stuff that we got over the holidays so i'll look forward to that but um yeah now we're uh, i think we're ready to announce the winner of the giveaway so uh again we thank everybody for entering and uh, we're really excited about this yeah drum roll please uh the winner of the two keyforge decks is Brittany. uh so Brittany, congratulations and uh we will be contacting you and we will make sure to get you those decks as soon as possible so congratulations and thanks again to everyone who entered and we're just really excited to be able to give back for and uh appreciate you listening and I think that's about all we have for this episode. So um, any closing thoughts? No, I just, I'm really disappointed that Ryan doesn't like birds. That's sorry to disappoint. I'm, I'm a bad person. I don't like birds, but I am looking forward to seeing what everyone gets and playing some games over the holidays. You're getting getting bird seed. That's what I'm getting you. (laughs) I'm not going to let this die. (laughs) That would actually be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's all I have. I'm excited to play some games this holiday season. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. And we hope you all have a good and safe holiday season. We hope that you are able to get some games in, maybe get some uh, family games in, or if you're like, like us, get together with some friends that you don't get to see all the time. And, um, Again, we, we wish you all the best, and thank you for listening. We will catch you next time.